Ruiz now holds it up for Reid. Tips it off for a talent. That's Mooney on the hip. Joe Mooney. Mooney. You're listening to Kiwi Roots Rugby Podcast. Let's go. Okay, okay, okay. Welcome back to another episode with your host, Scotty Poynton. And Felix Filippo. Wicked. So, Felix, haven't seen you for a whole week. What have you been up to, brother? Ah, uh, yeah. Not quite the same, not having you down here. Um, look, I've got a couple of things on the run. Um, have my, my kids' photography program that's going really well at the moment. We get to showcase their photos this coming Friday, which would be really cool. Yep. A couple of special guests going on. Um, yeah, some cool work around here at DHL, obviously, keeps me busy. So, yeah, unfortunately, our boys in yellow and black lost against the Tasman Mark over the weekend, <laughs> so I won't be assisting uh, them with their camera work. Um, so, out of a job. Yeah, one less thing to think about, but been an awesome ride this year so far. So, Sweet, no complaints man. here, man. Okay. Well, before we... I assume you're going to ask me what I've been up to. <laughs> I hope so. But... um. Do you want to just tell them like a little bit more about that Zeal stuff? Because that's some pretty cool stuff you're getting involved in. Yeah, the Zeal Photography Program. Um, so it's called Lupe. It's um, the Samoan word for a, for a dove. Quite a symbolic um, uh, meaning behind this, this program. We basically go into schools and we teach creative programs. Um, mainly centered around uh, community and well-being what we found is that there are a lot of kids who struggle to articulate precisely uh, what it is they're going through and our aim is to use create the creative arts as an intermediary or a, or a medium to, to create a sort of a dialogue for these mm-hmm. kids to, to, to say if they're struggling at home or school's not quite going as well and um, for like the last two years it's been a massive success so we've been out of Porirua, uh, currently out of the Hearts and had another alternative educational school in uh, Newtown earlier this year so Sweet. Uh, it's a good balance with the 9 to 5 bro and yep. um, it's always good to just meet new people mm. and more importantly meet completely different kinds of people yeah um and you you start to see world you know the world from a from a different lens and it opens your perspective a bit so yeah um really excited to showcase these kids work uh, on friday night and we've just finished printing all their photos mm. um, i barely slept this week but that's okay it's all part of the plan that's it. all part of the fun man oh, that sounds pretty cool it sounds like really rewarding work as well it is. It is. I'm just envious because I wish I had this stuff back at school when yeah. I was struggling with, uh, you know, things that, that have at home. So just even learning the basic vocabulary about, you know, uh, not feeling that great. Yeah. You yeah. know, for kids these days in this crazy social media world where everything is amplified, they've just got better tools. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, sweet, man. And you mentioned about special guests. Uh, who you got coming <laughs> along? Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we've got a couple of guest speakers. One <laughs> plays blank for the Wellington Lions, and the okay. other one is a front row for the Lions as well. So, connections. Guys, guys who have their own creative uh, 
genes as well as their professional footy oh. career to keep them going. So mm. a, a good mixture of guys who know how to um, dig themselves out of a deep hole and express their, themselves emotionally. So it's, wow. It's, it's all good. That's cool, man. Oh, wicked. All right. Um, you want to know what I've been up to? <laughs> yeah, so I've kind of rambled on a bit, Scotty. It's still in the spotlight from you. No, nah, um, I don't really have a lot. But. <laughs> uh, yeah, go on. What's, what's happening in Palmy Hood at the moment? Palmy Hood. No, nah, no. Nah, uh, so, yeah, I work from home, so that's all good. Um, tripping along, but um, started playing softball uh, on the weekends. Um, that's been pretty cool, playing the prem grade there. There's only three teams, so we just play the same people over and over and over. But so you're like best friends now? Uh, not yet. I've only played them once. so. <laughs> but I do talk to them when they're like in the field and stuff and talk a bit of smack. So. Yeah. Nah, it's, good. it's good fun, though, and it's another way for, for me to meet new people because I, I don't know anyone in Palmer, so. Uh Yeah, just I just moved there for those um, who don't know. Uh, just this year, so I'm still building a... A network of friends and um, you know, meeting people from the school and from a kids' school and stuff like that. So. Nah, it's been pretty busy, but now here in Wellington, training a new person, so hanging out with the crew. Early hood, back in my hometown. That's always good to have you around, eh? And like, I, like going back to your point about softball, I always found that softball is just such a great community game, eh? Whether you're playing socially or competitively, mm. like. It seems like everyone just gets along with everyone yeah. and just has a mean yarn and a beer after the game. There's one of those few sports that keeps that culture alive. Eh? Yeah, it's a, kind of similar to rugby. It's like a game where any shape and size can play. Yeah. It doesn't matter, like, yeah, I guess you're, like I said, any shape or size, but um, you see all sorts playing softball and there's a position for everybody. Um, and like you say, yeah, we've I make a habit of actually going back and having a beer and in the club rooms even if it's for half an hour mm. but i find that's the best way that i get to meet like more people within the club some of the older generation who have been part of the club i mean the club i'm part of has been around for i think 76 odd years um and there's people that are you know of the previous generation who used to run the club who know the previous generation there's always been a staple family that have run it wow. for like decades and so i've started to get to know that kind of rich history from the club as well yeah. And so I only chose the club because, uh, and it's, it's hooey as softball, but I chose the club because, one, it did have a rich history, but, I mean, they were in a rebuilding phase and I haven't played for a long time, so I was thinking, well, good chance for me to come in where the expectations are not super high. Mm. Um, but they were actually one of the only clubs in Palmy that was um, really big on, like, social media. And they had a really good web page. They had everything on Facebook. All their comms went through there. Mm. But everywhere else, I couldn't find any information. No photos. I couldn't find out where the clubs were. So I was like, well, I'm going here. These guys seem organized. And um, I'm so stoked they did because they're, like, really my kind of people, I guess. Like, I feel really comfortable with them. And they've accepted me pretty well, actually. So Right. Yeah, that's, but it's cool. Yeah, That's cool. And how many home runs have you? Uh, <laughs> well, I haven't hit any home runs. Hold on a minute, though. But if I look at how many bats I've had, I think I've had like maybe twelve at bats, and I've hit the ball. Well, I've got to say, I've hit like seven or eight times. So hey, I'm still hitting. That's, that's above average. Yeah, that's well above. That's average. above average. Yeah. So I'm not going for like home run hitter of the year, but I'm just going for like safe like hitter. 
get runs, RBIs, like consistency. As you do in your first season back, right? After a long time off. Well, I, I, don't, you know, I don't blame you for playing the uh, conservative shots. <laughs> the, the annoying part is, is that because you obviously know my older brother, he played for the Black Sox in New Zealand and he's, our name has a, I guess, a reputation in Wellington for softball within the community. Yeah. But he managed to carry our name beyond Wellington and, you know, from a national scene and some, in some cases an international scene. But when they saw my last name, my first training, the first question was, Oh, um, who's uh, who's Frankie pointing to you? And I was like, oh gosh, here we go. I just wanted to play softball. <laughs> then the pressure really mounted on after that. I was like, God damn, man! I told him everything he knows. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's who he is. Oh, it's more like, oh, is that is that Frankie's hand-me-down glove? Oh, is that Frankie's bat? Oh, is that his bag? Half of it was like, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> that's like, not a bad. thing. It's not a bad thing, but like. Then I had like there was an expectation I knew that was set like oh he's appointed he must be good yeah so he's got to be good so, yeah I was feeling pressure after that that's all right I have I've been I think I've played relatively well so far I played almost every game full games so and that's all we can ask for you are giving it a go and yeah. you're doing above average that's that's, that's pretty good man I. My hand-eye coordination is terrible, so I couldn't hit that thing. <laughs> My life depended on it, so there you go. Yeah. Nah, nah. But it's cool spot, so that's what I've been up to, minus just work and just general life with my four children. Way too many kids. Um, cool. Should we, should we move on? <laughs> Into yeah. the rugby chat. So how much, how much rugby did you watch over the weekend? Uh, I probably watched too much rugby that I've got a bit of scatterbrain at the moment. I've got 10 minutes there, 15 minutes here, 45 minutes over there, and yeah. a full game on it. Yeah, so I'm keen to dive into it. But I'm, rel- I'm relatively the same. Um, but let, let's just quickly trickle through some of the international games uh, and the scores, and um, let's see what comes of it, eh? Right. So Scotland versus Australia. This one was probably the biggest upset um, that I think, with Scotland winning 15-13. Uh, did you catch any of that game at all? No, that was the one game I missed. But, um, you know, if you don't have Quade Cooper... Yeah. Well, they were missing Quade Cooper and Caridi. Um, they're two critical <laughs> uh, attackers. <laughs> one got a jingle earlier. That's Go right. back and listen to that episode yeah. if you get the chance. Yeah. Um, and a lot, a lot, I did read, like, a bit of a wrap-up article about it. About it and a lot of, what, a lot of it was um, related around, like, um, you know, misdirection, like, ill-discipline, error-ridden... All these sort of things that just that were there pre, you know, Cooper coming in and Karevi. So it seems like they've gone and they've all fallen apart again. So. Regressed, they? Yeah. So um, great win for Scotland, though. Um, good on them. Um, pretty poor for Australia, and they've got a tough game uh, next week. I think they're playing England. England. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there, eh? Um, Ireland versus Japan. So Ireland won 60-5. to That was probably another shocking one. I didn't think Japan would go down that harshly. Um, but the Irish got up for it, eh? Pretty strong forward pack, as they're known for. But, man, they, um, they've got a really strong backline now, eh? Yeah. Um, and they got they have three Kiwis in yeah. this backline. Bundy Aki, you got Jamie, Jamie, Jamie Jamison Gibson Park. Yeah. Halfback, which I was, I was really like, oh, wow, what the hell? He was like reserved for the Hurricanes yeah. or, or Lions even. Yeah. Uh, at some point. He was a nobody. Time in, 
<laughs> Who <laughs> was he? some time in Auckland, <laughs> and there you go. You get an international yeah. call-up on the other side of the world. Yeah. So good on him. Oh. And he was also the um, winger, right? Yeah, James Lowe. Yeah. He used yeah. to play for the Chiefs, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, and he was touted to be an All Black, right? Everyone was like, "Oh, why is he leaving?" He but, was in such hot form before he left. Yeah, and then he was like, "Nah, I'm out." He's... So him, him and, and back, back to the back to the Scott, not to jump back, but um, even Sean Maitland for Scotland. Oh, those, yeah. those two are r- roughly the same sort of era who were yeah. fringe All Blacks before they left, and yeah. Um, yeah, just seemed like they wanted a different opportunity. So yeah, yeah. It must be like hard for those kind of players though. Right? They're, they're obviously international quality, but you, maybe it's just a mental thing where they're like, oh man, like there's so many good players in front of me right now. How am I going to crack that Orbex squad? Like, I'll just go overseas. I don't blame them for thinking that. Like, that's the same era as your Waisaki Noholos, your Julian Sabers, yeah. who were lighting up, but, you know, World rugby, near yeah. Milna Scudder with that amazing that. Scudder step. Uh, like, if you're, <laughs> if you're those there, two, probably around that time, Dad well. was on his slowly on his way out, but he was still playing amazing footy. Yeah, it's like you you know as a player, yeah. you know where you are roughly on the picking order, and not only that, it, precisely what it takes to get above those guys, and they probably thought where they're at in their careers, they could yeah. probably still get a decent amount of totally. playing time and yeah. international footy. Why not take the, the gamble? Well, I'm not disappointed they left because they're making these other teams more competitive, which is only great for the viewer. Mm-hmm. But is it a question of, like, do the All Blacks coaches need to be, like, you know, just prodding at them saying, hey, um, we're looking at you, but we need you to do X, Y, Z and stick around for a few years? I, I think that already happens, eh? I think yeah. they know who, who, the, who the next cab off the rank is. And yeah, they're they're in constant dialogue. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've really got them on the payroll as soon as they hit, you know. Yeah. Professional, so it's a matter of whether or not these guys really want to wear the black jersey at the end of the day. That's very true. It's the, the pull of the jersey. Yeah, cool. Um, and just last but not least for Ireland, um, Sexton played his hundredth game. He's only sixth player in, in uh, Irish history to do it. So, um, well done, so, Anya, Anya. Johnny Saxton. Um, England, so they smoked Tonga 69-3. I think it was 11 tries in total. Um, they look really good, but as I think about it, I guess the way Tonga's playing, you know, they don't really have a lot of ability to get together and build up and um, form the, the, the best side they possibly can. Mm-hmm. Uh, most teams are going to look amazing against them, but um, they still look really strong, man. That English forward pack, if you look at them from a, you know, on paper, they got some quality players, man. Um, they just need to, I don't know, um, get some cohesion going. I mean, they came fifth in the Six Nations, which surprises me. Um, but with the names on, on paper, they they should be playing better, and you never know what's going to happen uh, coming up to the World Cup. So. Yeah, put these guys in a knockout situation, and all of a sudden, everyone, 1-23, one, one to 23 starts playing their best footy. So yeah. I, I don't, yeah, I'm not, I'm not. Um, sort of hanging my head about these guys. They've got plenty of quality across the pitch, so they'll come right eventually. Yeah, yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, South Africa versus Wales. So South Africa won 23-18. I believe they won uh, at the death in the last 10 minutes uh, with some great forward play from their more experienced players. I think they had uh, their full squad, actually, this time around. So, 
So um, interesting scoreline with that fact uh, thrown in there. Um, the Welsh obviously had a tough defeat against the All Blacks the week before, but for them to go toe-to-toe with the South Africans, you just sort of mentioned it, just on the day, doesn't matter <laughs> who's going to be, um, well, just depends on who turns up on the day. Anyone can win, so, yeah, interesting. Uh, France 29 uh, to Argentina's 20. Uh, that was a good game. I caught the last 15 of that, and I was actually on the edge of my seat thinking, oh my gosh, mm. can Argentina pull it back here? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, the French, man, they look good. Um, their forward pack, like, running game is there another is, level. There's eh? some energy in that forward yeah. pack, eh? they've, they've sort of owned that offload skill and like, that, that keeping the ball alive, man. Yeah. Um, the Argentinians were struggling to keep up with it. I mean, the, they were utilising that high ball kick and trying to recover, which paid off for them, uh, I think, in their last try, where they got the tap back and into their players' hands, but uh, obviously there's not enough to, to win the game. But yeah, the French, yeah, they're looking solid. So, man, this 2023 World Cup is going to be <laughs> something to be, yeah. There's no clear-cut favourite, and nah. I, I feel like the, there's there's no middle of the pack anymore. It's it's quite it's quite top heavy. I yeah, feel yeah, like yeah. This this uh, this time round. So, yeah, <laughs> bring it on, bring on the on the next few games um what we've even got who have the all blacks got next they've, they've got um ireland ireland, ireland. there yeah. we go yeah so i think we've got two games left ireland and france yeah yeah, yeah. so ireland coming off a hot win yeah. and they probably want to get a bit bit of revenge from that quarterfinal exit against the all yeah. blacks where they probably let, some, let themselves down with that big score Line, so yeah yeah but do you reckon the kiwis and the irish team might do a gareth anthem and crumble under the pressure of playing as all black counterparts <laughs> I, hey. I don't know but he's he was he, he was a man alone out there whereas there are there are more kiwis on the side i feel yeah, like yeah. they probably had more time to gel but how cool would that be if they did a hucker back there's enough of them crazy, right? yeah yeah well, we called it. <laughs> Could happen. Uh, so let's shuffle on to the All Blacks. They beat Italy 47-9. Um, I, I actually missed the game, to be honest. Um, I think it was far too early in the morning <laughs> for me to get up. <laughs> the I'm replay being, was on uh, that doable hour. You know what? Like, half an hour before recording this podcast, I found a replay after searching all last night. I didn't even think to just Google it. What an idiot. Come on, Sky Sports. Out. Yeah, but it was posted like four days ago, so I could have watched it last night. But <laughs> I saw the highlights, and I've read an article about it, so I kind of got the gist of it. And you kind of sort of saw it um, when you watched the highlights as well. Some of the some of the key points that were brought up. But um, one of the notes was around the inexperience on the field. He obviously changed the team up quite a bit this week, and had a lot of young fellas on. I think Dane Coles was the the most capped person on the field, mm. and um, man, he stood out, eh? Dude, that guy's still got it. And and you, you can see it isn't so much the the um, the gap in quality of these players, because I do believe there are a ton of players who are right there next to him. It's just it's just dealing with the ebb and flow of a rugby match when it's really high paced all of a sudden and you have to you have to do your job, 
and, and do it really well. And when things start to slow down, people are fatigued, you still got to find a way to be impactful. Yeah. And someone as experienced as Dane Coles just knew how to pick his moments. Yeah, yeah. And he cashed in. Good time, man. Right. And, and he's the most, um, I think he's got the most tries scored by an all-black hooker in history with 20 tries. The next person before him, I think, is Cody Taylor on 14. And he's played a lot more tests uh, recently. Mm. So, man, he's a try scoring machine, eh? But they talked about, um, you know, it being quite an error-ridden game. And you, you do see that in, in the highlight reel. And um, But the thing about Dane Coles, and that's maybe where the experience comes into play, he's nailed his job first. He's yeah. had all his lineouts. He's, he's scrummed really well. Um, but his running game, he hasn't forced any passes. Yeah. He's given good passes. He's, he's catching the ball. Yeah. Um, and like you say, he's picking his moment. So that that's where the experience comes into play. Mm-hmm. And that's probably where we, when we do have, you know, I guess we can call it our, our preferred side on the field. Um, you know, if, if you have everyone playing like Dane Coles, you get results. Um, like last week against Wales, it was an exciting game. Mm-hmm. We didn't play poorly. Um, and then we, we sort of carried away near the end there. Yeah. But that inexperience, I, I reckon, they, when I was thinking about it, I was like, the young guys going into this game thinking, oh, the All Black like, name was going to carry us here. Yeah. Did, did you get that sense? Yeah. They just assume they're going to win because they're the All Blacks. Um, but gonna, it's I'm not gonna, like that, right? I'm going to pull something off and my mate to my left is going to pick it up or my mate to my right is going to pick it up. Yeah. But I haven't spent enough time with these folks and the continuity and the timing just wasn't there. Yeah. Yep. So... Like, I, I give credit to that stout uh, Italian defense, man. They really put us under pressure for pretty much like, yeah. like 50 minutes, pretty much. Yeah. And um, I just wished, from their perspective, that they were a little more aggressive when they got uh, key penalties in in the right areas yeah. instead of going for threes. Going for the line, eh? You know, you really could have punished this young all-black side um, well before those changes came on in the second half, man. Yeah. Those guys really made the difference, didn't they? Yeah. Well, even talking about that rush D, that was giving Braden Enor and even some of the other backs a really tough time, mate. Like, he wasn't enjoying that. And that, that also forced a lot of errors as well within within the team. So, um, yeah. But disappointing that they couldn't capitalise a little bit more. So, hopefully we can see other teams be a bit more aggressive because if you're going to beat the All Blacks, you kind of have to... Um, it's, it's a problem area for the All Blacks, and most teams have pretty much worked it out now that we like to spread the ball. It's no secret. Yeah, yeah. Because we're going to beat you. We're going to beat you with speed, and we're going to beat you with skill, but most teams can match us with power. And so if we don't have that power in the midfield, there are less numbers to get around that ruck. Yeah. Not yeah. only that, there are smaller bodies being backs to secure that ruck, and there have been crucial turnovers when backs have the ball out wide so I just feel they might need to figure out some key some key changes as to how they want to run plays through the midfield now that they're missing a, a, a an out and out ball running second five um, who can yeah. keep defenses honest these days so it's something that's been missing from the All Blacks backline for a while yeah. um, but I do have faith in the all black coaches that they could design uh, creative plays to, to unleash this crazy <laughs> outfit. Yeah, yeah. But then again, like, 
with Richie Maunga on the field, right, he's normally a magician. Um, but uh, again, a lot of the talking in the media was around, yeah, he didn't have the flashiest game at first five. He wasn't being too creative. But then again, that comes from him getting good go forward ball mm-hmm. from the forwards, right? So mm-hmm. it really does, like, I shouldn't say the cliche, but start up front. <laughs> oh, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> you failed. You failed in your mission. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, the forwards need to do their job for us to, to get that creative uh, juices flowing and give them the, I don't know, the confidence that, yeah, okay, I can try something here because I know that my boy's got my back and they're going to get the ball back and we can hold on to it and have another go again. Mm. So, interesting. But, um, in terms of his game, uh, his kicking game, he nailed, I think it was seven from seven. So, yeah. Can't fault him there. So, not a bad game, not a great game. Um, what about if we keep talking about attack how about this thing where like hookers are scoring more tries than wingers these days eh off the back of that rock or the mall yeah the mall was such a deadly weapon man uh, we scored three tries I think off the back of malls yeah well you want to get aggressive in the middle part of the, the field you really want to win a penalty at that breakdown getting a free play from your first five to to set you up for an attacking line out yeah. somewhere close to the five meter line so that's something that a lot of the good teams like do approach and they, they do target that. that area yeah. so once you get that platform and you get that wall going man it's it's yeah it's all downhill from there and and even when dan coles came off his replacement in a suffer or more back two of themselves yeah. so it's Pretty like double. there's 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 something obviously there yeah, man, it's such a hard area to defend, eh? Because once a more gets going, what do you do? You 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 take it down illegally, get penalised, probably <laughs> yeah, get sent uh, off, get sent <laughs> off, penalty try. So, or you take the five points on the back on the chin and just yeah. and and, not a, and, and and scenario C is where guys legit come through the middle and they still get penalised. Yeah, I've seen that so many times. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. how do you like how do you win? Yeah, you've literally got a split second. To turn it around, which is you know, as soon as it hits the gun, boom, you're in there driving it to the to the to the sideline. Mm-hmm. If you don't win that battle, down skis. But most teams these days are still smart enough to do a quick little switch play. Yeah, you know, they'll just roll off that wall and create a new wall. Yeah. So it's it's really the yeah a weapon that every team's got to be using. Get the backs in there, man. Well, the they backs. are. Severis <laughs> loves it, man. Yeah. He loves the forward play. He's like an extra winger. I mean, extra flanker. He's there. Yeah. I love He's like, I was watching him like I was doing that sort of like player cam on him, yeah. and he's like in a rut. He gets out again, sets up for another run, hits it up again, blows somebody out. I'm like, at Dude, 100, get on the wing, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, wow. And I'm like, good. and then you got Will Jordan, you know, like he's just cruising in the back, and he's just like, gets the boys. Like, hey, there's a Ford slink. <laughs> yeah. the right time. But then again, to Sevu's credit, as a winger, he is where he needs to be. When he needs to be there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he scored that awesome try where um, Tunga Fussy went up through the middle of that right oh. and gave it to Finlay Christie. Yeah. And it was just drawn past, but he still had to smoke that guy coming across. Yeah. And yeah, that was an awesome try, by the way. Like, yeah. Tunga Fussy. I'd, I'd, been, I'd been wary about this guy, not that I spend a lot of time looking at props, but he coming back from injury, yeah. I was wondering, how is he going to respond? And that play for me tells me that he's taking the, uh, the right steps in the right direction. He's he's coming back into form. So yeah. 
Yeah, great heads up play by Hurley. man. Can we um, talk a bit more about Finlay Christie as well? Um, what a game did he have, eh? I, so, thought he was, I thought he was one of the best players on the field. By far. Him and Dane Cole were yeah. the two standouts for me. Yeah. I mean, he seized the moment, right? He came off uh, the bench after, I think, nine minutes. Brad Weber got a head knock and mm. failed the concussion test, and he's on. Mm. And bro, every time he's coming on, man, he is making an impact. He's like a mixture of TJ and Brad Weber. That's the way I look at him. Yeah. He's fast, but he's strong, and he's, he gets in there. He's freaking hungry. I reckon he's going to crawl his way into a starting spot um, soon. He might even boot bloody Brad Weber up. Yeah. Once Aaron Smith comes back. Yeah, I'd, that's a I'd tough be, one. I, yeah, no one's... That's another area we're sort of stacked at the moment. We weren't, mm. but I guess the way they're developing players and the young coming through, pretty bloody good. Because you still got um, uh, Tahu Riorangi, who made it a little while ago, but then he's sort of like gone off the radar. Yeah. Um, you've got that Fakatava guy who got injured. He's still got to come back and then find his form. Yeah. So there's some, yeah, slick talent, man. Well, halfback, you could you could sort of split them down the middle way. Um, yeah. You've got halfbacks that are clinical passes. They manage the game perfectly. Box kicks are always on point. Um, and then you've got your other halfbacks, more like a TJ Perinara, who likes to act more like a fourth flanker. Yeah, you can kick and pass pretty good. Yeah. So it's it depends on how how well you've prepared against your opponents. Yeah. And, um, I think from the All Blacks perspective, they just have so many options to deal with, and I love the fact that they're willing to give guys like Finlay Christie a go because yeah, he man. just keeps producing. Yeah, he does. So, yeah, I think the thing I like about him is that he's almost playing like a seasoned pro like he's been there before like he's yeah. not afraid to try things and when he gets the ball he doesn't panic he stays cool obviously makes the break and but makes the right decisions which is there must be a lot of pressure making the all blacks and then having the pressure to perform as an all black the expectation on you goes up as soon as you made that team right and i've seen him i've seen him join rucks to secure the ruck yeah so so many more times than any of the halfbacks that we've mentioned previously and that's just great awareness for a guy who knows that 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 breakdown is close to being um, being turned over. Yeah, and that's yeah, like you said, a guy that looks like he's uh, been there for a long time. So good on you, Finlay Christie. Um, keep on bringing the the good plays. Totally, brother. And what about um? I guess the last thing I want to talk about is yeah, we, they had a poor performance. I think we can probably label it that. Um, but we still came away with the win, which is the main thing. You look at Australia, they played poor, but they lost. So, I mean, yeah, they took, what was it, 28 minutes to score their first points, the All Blacks. Um, so that's a testament to Italy. We didn't really pull away from that game until the last, what, 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, but really, um, you know, before half time, that disallowed try for Italy, you know, the tap back, yeah. that was called a forward knock on or whatever it was. That should have been a try. Imagine if that was a try there. It would have been 21-17 or 16 or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Totally different game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, I'm just stoked that, yeah, they played crap. I think the inexperienced guys learned their lesson. Um, and um, hopefully they'll wear it <laughs> when they do their own uh, video sessions and game review this week. Mm-hmm. Um, but still happy to get the win. So Yeah, and I think guys like... Um 
I don't know if you watched the post-match interview or the wrap-up or even the breakdown episode uh, the Monday mm. following. Um, Jeff Wilson mentioned about guys who were looking at that game to put their hand up for some of the bigger matches mm. that are coming up. And there weren't a lot of guys, let's be honest. I think, obviously, Finlay Christie's name is thrown in the hat. Someone like Asafa Moore. Um, looks pretty promising as well. Yep. Um, although he's got some pretty stiff, stiff competition. Um, yeah, not not a lot of not a lot of guys y- utilize that time properly. Maybe a Satutu. Um, yeah, it's 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 hard to extract good stuff from from a game like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you're talking about the young guys, though, they're like. There is some, some such good talent coming through. Eh? Like imagine like Satutu and Finlay Christie and the, like the, those types of names in the starting lineup, like in a couple of years' time. Like mm-hmm. you feel pretty confident, like you know, <laughs> with those guys playing. I mean, Satutu again scored a try off the wing. I told you that a couple of episodes ago. Every time he plays, he is creating something. He hasn't done anything wrong. Nah, yeah. he still can't make the starting squad. Yeah, crazy, right? <laughs> and it doesn't help with the um, with Sam Kane, Sam Kane coming back. Yeah, uh, which is something we actually we, I didn't mention before, but he got through eighty minutes of work, so looked pretty comfortable out there. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So he's obviously been doing the hard yards, but um, be interesting to see if they decide to play him in some of the bigger matches coming up with only two to go. Yeah. Critical that we win in terms of just building confidence, you know, going into the World Cup. But uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if he manages to squeeze a, a starting spot, or whether um, the likes of Luke Jacobson, you got Adi Sevilla, Akiti Yowane, uh, Dalton Papali, which he might be injured. Could be wrong. Um, but you got all those followers here as well who have been Black performing. I oh, am Blackadder as well. Yeah. Holy crap! Maybe Blackadder needs to go into lock. Well, he's. <laughs> Or maybe someone like Frizzell, who also played in the weekend as well. Oh, Shannon Frizzell, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's kind of fallen off the radar, eh, a little bit. I, I don't really know Is it why. out of favour? Maybe not out of favour. Um, I don't know what... Something must have happened during his time at uh, Tasman or Highlanders, but I, I thought he was having a great super season yeah, up yeah. until this international season he just doesn't get picked but yeah we're so stacked in that position yeah man well in super he was otago's um like sort of main ball runner yeah yeah Yeah. him and that um that marino michaeli tutu guy those two yeah oh yeah number eight eh? yeah Yeah. from hawks bay they're such a deadly duo and i was hoping to see some of that form from frizzell uh this season but um we saw it in a little package last weekend, and I, yeah. I liked what I saw. Mm, mm. So, yeah, I, I doesn't mean Sam Kane gets to start. If yeah. I were to vote now, I'd probably say no. Yeah. Only because guys like Adi Savia and uh, Ethan Blackadder are just playing lights out footy, and you can name anyone else as the third flanker, yeah. and we'd have a pretty stacked back three to take up. Yeah, big time. Okay, well, to wrap it up, shall we just give our predictions for um, All Blacks vs Ireland next week? Um, I'll go first. So I think All Blacks will win because I'm biased, but 
I think they'll win. They'll put on a better team this next week. And they'll win by, uh, the score will be 36-20. That's not far off where I was going. I was, go- I was going low 40s, so I'll just, I'll just say 42. Um, 42, 42, 18. 42, 18. So 36, 20, 42, 18 for you, Philip. So who knows? Here we go. We'll have to wait until next week. So that'll do for an episode. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time, eh? Ciao. See you.